You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Can I talk to you for a second? Sure. Great. You know, Hank, I was just wondering why you say that hey now thing. What do you mean? If something you used on the show, now you're starting to use it in your personal life. It's an affectation of some sort, isn't it? Do you, do you ever say it as a kid? No, I probably didn't. But I said, hey. Yeah. And I said, now, uh, I mean, at different times. I, I see. I never put them together till later in life. So in that sense, it's part of my personality. You know... This isn't easy for me, but would you mind not doing it on the show anymore? Because frankly, I'll tell you. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that when you do your, you, you do this, this isn't the same affectation? That isn't the same as my hey now. You, you just said it again. I asked you not to say it. You mean I can't say it off stage? It doesn't even exist. Say hey now in a sentence. Uh, hey now. That was real funny. You know what, Hank? It's not even in the dictionary. Hey now. This is how I use hey now in a sentence, okay? And of course, my sidekick, Hank. And of course, my sidekick, Hank. Hey now. That's a sentence. No, Hank, listen. I just prefer you do not do it on the show anymore, okay? It gets on my nerves. It gets on the audience's nerves as well. No, sir. Yes, it does. Look, you're not out there. Believe me, it's very big with the audience. I think it helps me make the show work it's part of our whole interplay on camera by interplay you mean the times we're both awake just cut down on it could you please Darn fine cup of coffee. Darn fine cup of coffee. Well, I feel like we could say damn on the show. That really isn't a bad word. Well, damn. Damn fine cup of coffee <laughs> it is that. There you go. Hell and damn, I think, are okay to say. Okay. Well, yeah. That's that's whew. still PG. Well, damn. Thank the hell I can say that then. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grounds for Discussion. discussion. And the guy who just learned he could say hell and damn on this show is Adam. And the guy who just informed me I could say those two words is John. Hello. Hello. Hey now. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> Classic from the Larry Sanders show. If you have not watched the show, it is excellent. Shout any, out to my dad for showing me it. <laughs> for any of you uh, 30 Rock fans, that's pretty much the show that that show takes away all of its like plotting and characters and everything. Like That's very much the inspiration for that show. Hey now. Hey now. Back when Jeffrey Tamor was or wasn't a big creep. Uh, he probably always has been. Probably. He probably always has been. Yeah. What was it a verbal abuser? Ugh, oh just a terrible, oh boy. terrible human being to how, Jessica Waters. How? How do you be like that towards Jessica Walters? I know. 
Walters? Waters? 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 Walters? Waters? Roger Waters. Roger Waters. Um, Jessica John Waters. John Waters. Uh, Jessica. Jessica, is it? Watch. We're both wrong. Walters? Walters? Is it Walters? I don't know. Google. What is it? And Walter. Jessica Walter. Jessica Walter. Okay. Yeah. Roger Waters. uh, Who's the director? John Waters. John Waters. Yeah. Jessica Walter. There we go. There we go. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. (laughs) Now flipping. Now flipping. (laughs) So we are a weekly music podcast for those of you who are joining us for the very first time where Adam and I drink both copious amounts of coffee, get really caffeinated, and talk about album or albums of the week. This week we are covering the latest albums from No Name and Aphex Twin. Yes. And then as we wind down the show, we'll talk about the latest news and music, and then we'll talk about some other great music that we think is worth checking out. Always. Always, always. There's so much good music, and we're here to share that knowledge with you all of you all of you it's like john legend said all of me is all of you egot winner now egot he's an egot yeah congratulations to him good job congratulations to him i uh can't believe that he's the first black man to do it i think that's kind of surprising i would figure like will smith has will smith won a grammy uh you know what i don't know Mm. i don't know Maybe he has. Maybe. I, I, I could see it. You know. Yeah, because he's Donald Glover getting it eventually, too. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very, very good point. Really appreciated that he dressed up as Teddy Perkins. Well, it might not be him because he was there in attendance, so no one oh, really so knows. Oh, so it was somebody else. Someone else, yeah. What what award show was that again? I it was can't the remember. the Emmys. The Emmys. Emmys. Yeah, dressing up as Teddy Perkins as at the Emmys. That's that's. Gutsy, whoever it was. I need to see that uh, show. I've been that's on my list. I've only seen a couple of episodes. Highly recommend it. Yeah, it is such a unique show in just the characters, the construct. Like it's almost surreal at points too. Hmm. It's funny. It's you know heartbreaking. It's anything and everything. I haven't gotten to the second season yet, but I know that Teddy Perkins is from that episode, and I know a lot of people have spoken about that episode, saying like it's like probably the best one of the show and there's like hidden meanings and hidden easter eggs and donald glover's a genius i i'm always interested in stuff that he's doing been interested in him since way back in the day and i'm glad to see him continue to be so successful so that song uh, that he put out recently feels like summer is pretty good too don't you think yeah good little summer jam summer is winding down summer may be winding down but the heat is surely kicking up Yes, here it in is. Orlando. Yes, it is. Oh quite, my quite. God, it was like 104 the other day. Yeah, the heat index was at least 104 a couple Tuesdays ago. Well, speaking of Ugh. things heating up, our Twitter it's... mentions just keep on heating up. Oh my God, we, <laughs> I, I think I liked a photo of the, like you know when you go on Facebook and like let's say for instance we like coffee, so you'll get ads targeted towards you with like fake shirts that have coffee. You know, like coffee ads on them. Yeah, I, I love those kind of terrible shirts. A good like, one, too, is like I used to play trombone, and for some reason, Facebook knows that. So I get like trombone shirts. Like, oh, it's a trombone thing. Like, you know, okay, sure. <laughs> no one would so, wear that shirt. So, so the, the photo in question I found was a, a couple, and the back of the shirt's red. My, uh, my hoo-ha smells like coffee. And the girl's shirt said, I'm the reason his hoo-ha smells like coffee. And I don't know, John and 
we were tagged in it from a uh, mutual friend named John, mm. and he copied our no H with his name with his John name. with no H as I like to call him, and then Chad was copied our good friend Chad who is a photographer extraordinaire. Yes, and hopefully he'll do a photo shoot with us soon. Yes, we got to plan that hint, out. Hint, 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 Chad. Um, yeah, so we like just commented. John wrote our John wrote something like, you know, I love coffee, but this is the worst shirt I've ever seen. And I, you know, was commenting. I said, so she spilt coffee on his pants? Like, just like as a joke, whatever. For some reason, that comment got 143 likes. <laughs> and my sure. comment last time I looked at it was 124. Close to 120. Wow. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But my favorite comment probably. No, I can't read this on the air. Well, gross. okay, okay. Do the PG version. I know which one you're talking um, about. It's I, still pretty funny. I think you should talk someone about commented it. and said I replied to all of us and said I use used coffee grinds as lube when I do uh, the rusty trombone. Maybe that's what they're referencing. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> our most popular tweet for each of us, by the way, <laughs> on our individual platforms, which you can find on Twitter, which are a Goldman was here. And Johnny, John underscore Milky. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I'm I, still baffled by this because I'm still getting notifications about people liking my comment. It wasn't anything funny. It wasn't even anything ingenious. I was just more or less making a one-off comment about it. But for some reason, it's blown up. Right. Why? I could not tell you. How did that happen? How? The magic of Twitter, let me uh, tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the magic of something, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, Twitter. And and you know what? It's You know what stinks about that, Adam? We can't use that to our benefit. We can't be like, oh, thanks for liking this post. Check out our podcast. I mean, we can. People would be like, what the heck? Yeah, they probably won't. If you want to, if you want some good coffee, that's family. If you want coffee content, that's family fun. We have a uh, podcast for you. <laughs> Maybe that's what we'll do. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Um, I mean, that wasn't even the worst thing on Twitter this week. But yeah, just <laughs> it, every time I log on to Twitter, it's like having a dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. I've <laughs> fire walk with me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm ready for a social media hiatus. Keep Instagram. Instagram's fine. But like Facebook and Twitter, it's just getting like I headache inducing sometimes. It, oh, it oh, it absolutely is. Sometimes I can't look at social media at all. And pretty much what I'll do is I'll go on for a couple of minutes, just look at the stuff I want to see and then get off. Yeah. Because every time I go on there, the world is falling apart. Mm-hmm. Everybody's awful. This person's devil. This person's going to ruin the earth. This person did this. And I get it's good to be informed, but I'm really at that point where I much rather be informed in my own terms. Yeah. It's like information overload. Yeah. You're going to get it anywhere you yeah. go. So it doesn't yeah. matter where you're finding it. I think the best thing about social media is finding out about new music, which is actually how I found out about this first artist that we're going to cover. Mm. And her name is... <laughs> she does not have a name. Her name is no name. <laughs> exactly. I'm glad you picked up on that, buddy. I was hoping you were going a to A rapper do has no name. Yes. She is a rapper Game of with no name, there. but her name is actually no name. <clears throat> so does that mean she actually has a name if her name is no name? Maybe. She could have legally changed her name. 
Or you could say it's her stage name, No oh, Name. Oh, stage there name, No Name. So she is an American rapper and poet. She comes originally from Chicago, Illinois. She started out doing slam poetry back in Chicago in 2010 mm. and then really started getting larger recognition when she had an appearance on the track Lost from Chance the Rap- Rapper's popular mixtape Acid Rap. In 2016, she debuted her mixtape, although most people refer to it as an album, mixtape album, whatever, Telephone in 2016. And she had widespread critical, critical acclaim and now she has her follow-up proper album, Room 25, which was just dropped this past Friday. And Adam, I am very curious to hear what you think about her because I know what I think. Give me your initial thoughts. I loved it. Yeah, It's a great album. Oh, my God. The, the, all right. So I hate to bring up the Eminem rap again, <laughs> but Eminem, this is a good example of creativity at its finest. It's new, it's fresh, it's different. This is where the rap genre, I think, is going. This like creative flow, this more use of poetry and jazz elements to it. Um, John and I watched a Diggable Planets video that Pitchfork did, like an animated, kind of the history of their first album. And I, yep. And I feel like this album kind of amplifies that kind of sound and style completely agree i was gonna use that point too oh wow look at that so if you enjoy kind of like jazzier poetry rap elements this album is for you and it is great completely agree sir yeah completely agree no name is a very very much like a one-on-one rapper and what i mean by that is that like she's almost rapping like to you yeah it's almost as if she's speaking directly to you and she's able to go off in directions that really are unexpected which is which incorporates a lot of the jazz elements that she uses in this album Mm -hmm. like she could be rapping about one thing one second and then something else completely different the next yeah she constantly is switching it up keeping you on your toes and anytime an artist can do that i'm always intrigued and always returning again and again to that artist to find new things i love too that she has this jazzy element to what she does not only in what her lyrics and her rapping but also in the instruments mm-hmm. instrumental aspects sorry uh that play behind her rapping and this is one of those kind of albums where it further cements why she's so great yeah you can tell that she's a very intelligent woman from this she's very well read very well educated it seems exactly. like and just the way that she presents her songs and the style and the elements, it's just like, it's there. It's like, this is like perfect. And the thing I love about this album too, is that it feels like each song is its own topic. Mm-hmm. She, she opens it up kind of making a statement like, you know, oh, you thought female rappers can't rap? Well, yeah, here, I like, here I and am. I'm here to prove you wrong otherwise. And then she goes into some really like heavy um, social politics. Then on the next track, Blaxploitation. And then as we keep on going through the whole album, there's different songs that are personal. There are songs that are about like getting older. Yeah. The features that the other rappers on her album too, it sounded like Kendrick on one of the songs. I don't think it was, but she has an appearance from Saba on this album. Okay. That might Saba be is somebody I've talked before about the show. We didn't do a full length review, but he's put out one of my favorite albums this year. He 
well, it's, what, is, what is it called? I think it's called Care For Me. came out earlier this year, and it's been one of my favorite rap albums. Highly recommend checking out that album from him. He has a phenomenal guest appearance on here. Yeah, on Ace. Yes. Yeah. Love that track. That track is a real standout on this album, and there's you know tons of standouts on this album. Mm-hmm. Great chorus on that track, too, as well. And I think the thing that works really, really well with her is that she's not afraid to constantly change up her delivery. Sometimes it could be a bit more laid back. Sometimes it could be a bit jazzier. Sometimes it could almost feel like spoken word or poetry, which makes sense given that she's a poet. Mm -hmm. Now, I do have some minor complaints, but they aren't necessarily with her. I do think the production on some of the songs, and I don't get why this has become a thing this year, but I feel like her vocals get a little bit buried in some of the songs, especially on the later tracks of this album. And I don't get why songs are being engineered like that right now. Mm. I'm not particularly a big fan of it, especially when her lyrics are so strong and you want her to be the bigger focal point. It's almost kind of just burying her there. And I don't quite get why some of the songs were produced that way. Maybe it's intentional. I don't know. But I do think it's just not a benefit to the listener to do that. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when you do that, you're trying to, similar to that uh, Deer Hoof, Death, no, I'm sorry, Death Haven. Mm-hmm. Remember the Death Haven album we did where the instruments were kind of higher than the vocals kind of thing, but like, you know, one of their big appeal is like kind of their vocals and stuff. Um, yeah, it's an interesting trend that's happening. Maybe she just wants people to focus on the beats maybe, or maybe she's trying to prove a point that people aren't really listening to what she's maybe. saying kind of thing. And like, Oh, people just want to jam. Cause the last few tracks are more kind of like standard, you know, kind of beats as opposed to like experimentals. And maybe she's making a point kind of like, Hey, uh, mm-hmm. or he's like, you know, if you really listen to the lyrics, he's like, y'all don't want to listen to me. You just want to dance kind of thing, you know, because mm-hmm. that song's all about like, you know, a couple getting the divorce or whatever. So it could be something with that, with that style. But yeah, I'm, th- that's my guess. I also feel like maybe some of the beats, too, can be a little bit more complicated than they need to be. Mm-hmm. I'm all for experimentation. Anybody who listens to the show knows that. But I think sometimes maybe toning down the experimentation would be a little bit better, especially when you're really trying to convey a strong message in your song. It doesn't happen often, and it's just really a minor complaint, I know. But it's one of those kind of things where I did notice it. And I, and I, and I have to bring it up. And it's just such a shame that, that wasn't those instruments weren't just a bit tighter mm. and kind of a bit more under control. So... Um, I don't have much more to add. Do you want to go into your final thoughts? Yeah. Um, this is a great, smart, well-thought-out album. If you're a fan of rap, R&B, hip-hop, if you like the old school, kind of like A Tribe Called Quest, you know, Diggable Planets, that kind of style and flow, this is definitely for you. Um, I have not had a chance to listen to her first album, but I heard nothing but great things about it. Highly recommend So I it definitely out. need to listen to that one, and this is definitely... Um, a checkout for me, but oh boy, <sighs> Ugh, the rating, the rating, the rating. Well, while I scramble and decide what I want to give this little guy, uh, our rating system's a little different than uh, tr- traditional numbers. We have uh, based on the Daft Punk song, uh, what was it Technologic? 
is, oh, is that it? Technologic, because it's like buy it, use it, break it. Like it's like, oh, yeah, upgrade. that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'm mixing them up. It's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. It's, all, it's good. all good. We have our uh, lowest rating, which is trash it, which is don't even bother with this thing. Uh, leave it, which is might be one or good two songs on here. Um, then we have stream it, which yep. is listen on your favorite streaming platform. Then we have download it. Which is it's basically just spend some money getting a digital format of the album. Yep. Then after that, we then have own it, which means go out and buy the physical copy of this, preferably on vinyl, because this is an album that should be in your collection. Yep. And then we have gotta have it, which is stop what you're doing. Finish our podcast and then go buy the album. <laughs> I used That's to true. say stop what you're doing and buy it, but now I want you to finish our podcast. Yes. Um. Yeah. This is definitely teetering between a own it and a gotta have it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, do you want me to tell you what mine is, and then maybe that'll help you decide? Maybe. I'm going with an own it. Are you going with an own it? I am definitely going with I- an own it. I was going to say own it as well, but on the higher spectrum yes. of own it. I com- I completely agree. You know, it's just with gotta have it, I really need to be like completely taken to a whole nother level. Yeah, I feel like there's a- I mean, I was affected emotionally by this album and the sound and that was grooving yeah. the whole time, but like I don't know, when you- when we say gotta have it, it's like dang, this is like this is it. Yeah, you know? this is this is a whole nother level. And not saying this album doesn't hit those points at all, but, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, the only reason why it doesn't get into a gotta have it is because some of the minor complaints that I have. And it doesn't really knock it down that much. But I think if she were to work with some producers like Madlib, for example, Ooh. that would really, really give her the spotlight that she deserves. Because right now, this is an artist on the rise, and her confidence is building, her lyrics are improving as well, and ultimately, she put on an album with cosmic jazz elements, spoken word, and just this overall kind of, what's the word that I'm looking for? This kind of girl power, in a way, album at points, too, as well, where I'm going to embrace my femininity and not shy away from it. Like, this is who I am, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Yeah, especially Um, in those first couple tracks. Yes, exactly. And we've had other artists that have done this this year, and I'm glad we still see that trend. This is somebody who really deserves your attention. If you are a fan of old-school hip-hop, like Adam was mentioning earlier, definitely recommend checking her out. This is one of those kind of artists that... Years from now, people are going to look back on and be like, yeah, this is a great album. You know, it's, it was really important to the jazz scene at that time, just like Diggable Planets, that album reaching. And this artist, if you are familiar with Diggable Planets, No Name has a very similar vibe to Doodlebug from Diggable Planets. Mm. That almost kind of like laid back approach. Like it almost sounds like when she's rapping, she's not in your face about it. But like I said, she's almost as if, having a conversation with you and that's very much how it seems at points on this album and that's really why it works because it's very grounded this isn't a rapper who's like you know a superstar or anything like that yeah this is somebody that you very much could know 
and it's definitely worth your time checking out. It's a very, very strong album from her, and I'm very excited to see where her career goes because it's going in the right direction here. Going in the right direction. I don't know what I was doing there. I don't yeah. know what you were either. So, yeah. De- <laughs> <laughs> definitely an own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Own it. Yes, sir. Well, I'm very glad to hear you like that album, Adam. Very, very happy to hear it. Yeah. So, I I had a feeling as soon as her new album was announced, which she really didn't, you know, build up any hype behind it. It was just kind of like, hey, I'm dropping an album next week. I had a feeling she was going to continue this strong run that she was on. And, man, Chicago rappers right now are killing it. Between her, mentioned Saba, Chance the Rapper as well. There's just so much good rap that's coming out of Chicago right now. And I love that scene. I love that vibe. Keep on giving me that jazz stuff, too. Yeah. All about the jazz. We got the jazz. We got the jazz. We got the jazz. Oh, love that. All right. Well. Uh, that's good, good stuff. Well, now our next artist is a bit different. Just a bit. Yeah. Just a bit. But I think talking about these artists now kind of actually works kind of well together because they're both artists that stand out on their own. And our next artist is of course, Aphex twin, man, I'm very excited to talk about this album. I'm sure you are very, very excited to talk to you about them. But if you are one of those few people out there who don't know who Aphex twin is, Aphex twin is AKA Richard David James. He's been doing music for about, I don't know, about 25 or more so years now. This is a guy who's very, very influential in the realm of IDM, intelligent dance music, really made his mark in the 1990s and really is one of the most influential artists in electronic music overall. Such highlights include selected ambient works, 85 to 92, which is a brilliant album, an album that I think is a must-own for every kind of vinyl collection that's out there. It doesn't matter if you're into electronic music or not. This is an album that you must have. And later on down the line, he kind of took a break. You know, he was kind of away for about 13, 14 years. And then he came back in 2014 with the album Cyro. And since then, he's been pretty much putting out stuff every year. His last work that he put out was an album called Cheetah. It was an EP. And now he's following up with this new EP, Collapse. It's got four tracks on the vinyl, five tracks on digital. I'm hoping, I assume you listened to the digital one, right? I listened to the one on Spotify. Okay, perfect. Then you should have had all five tracks on there. Yep. And this is one hell of an LP, or should I say EP. And I am very excited to hear what you're going to say about it, buddy. Take it I away. I liked it, too. Oh, look oh, at that. Oh, wow. We like both of our albums. We're back at it again. Hey, there we go. We're For, in sync. It must be in the water. <laughs> For a little while there, you and I were a little bit different in it's our okay opinions. it leads for good grounds for discussion gotcha. yeah sorry i wasn't prepared there no it's okay it's okay um yeah this was a fun little very scary sounding very intense album ep 
Yeah, I know. I'm going to keep on doing the same thing, too. Yeah, I mean, Usually like, don't talk about EPs. I, I like this. It's interesting, this trend that's coming out this year of, you know, seven song albums, seven song EPs. Like, they don't need to put out a full album, just a couple little snippets. And I think this is, I think with whatever sound and style that Aphex Twin wanted to um, do on this album, this was the epitome of it, you know? So like any more would have been overkill, any less would have been not enough. So I think there's like a perfect balance of this like kind of mysterious, very fast paced drumming kind of beats um, in this album. And I think it was a very enjoyable listen with that in mind. His resurgence after coming back on the scene from taking a break for a while there has just shown that he's not run out of ideas whatsoever. I love the overall concept of this album because ultimately this features some of his heaviest work, but also some of his most sporadic as well. And it's very much one of those kind of albums that from a technical standpoint, there's so much going on. So many change up in bars and just so many different sounds between synths and snares and kicks and all that kind of stuff that it's worth listening to again and again, just because you might miss so much the first time around. Oh yeah, for sure. So this is very much him just having a good time. You definitely get the sense that this is one of those kind of albums where he just was into the vibe of it. And I think to your point, he wasn't going to overkill it, but he's going to put all of his best ideas condensed into this EP. And damn, is it a lot of fun? Yeah. It's just so much fun. It I can't emphasize enough just how many times I've listened to this album alone this week. And still am finding things to really enjoy about. I'm sure it sounds great on vinyl, which you posted the other day on our Instagram. Yes, I did. Ooh. Yes, I did. It does sound great. Now, I didn't get the uh, limited edition EP. There was one that had like a silver, uh, you know, kind of like um, foil sleeve inside of it. I didn't right. do that. I didn't need to spend an extra five bucks on that. Mm. I, I know there were some fans out there who, who will have done that and will have needed it. I was okay with that. You know Side note on that, you know where I actually got that album? Off of Park Ave CD's new app. Ooh. Yeah. So not only can you check out what's in stock on their new app, but you could also buy stuff from it. Ooh, look at that. So I want to give a shout out to one of our favorite record stores here in Orlando, Park Ave CD's. And that's exactly what the app is titled to. I have it on iPhone. I think it's available for all the other iPhones too. So if you're based out of Orlando and you're looking for some records to buy, check out the new app. Sweet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And no, we were not paid to promote that. We just love those guys. Absolutely love them. They're great. Great place. We go there way too much and spend too much money there. Always. <laughs> but it's worth it. <laughs> but it's worth it. Anyway, getting back on the uh, Aphex Twin trail here. I think this is one of those kind of albums, too, where you get a little bit of everything from him, too. So not only to get the sporadic, you know, kind of like almost drum and bass aspects here, you know, you also get the ambient elements too later on on this album too. It's one of those kind of it's almost a a best of of his abilities. And it's one of those kind of albums too where you're listening to it and you're constantly kept on your toes cuz you don't know where it's going. You really, really don't. And anybody who says otherwise is a liar. This is one of those kind of albums where you'll be listening to it, you'll be grooving to it, and then all of a sudden he'll throw up something crazy in the sound. 
and then it'll go to a completely different place. And it'll come back around to that. Mm-hmm. Then it'll go to another place. I love that about it. Very that. sporadic. Very sporadic. And from a technical standpoint, this is what's most impressive about someone like Aphex Twin is that he's able to meld so many things together and still make it cohesive. So this is pretty much like, I mean, I, I could really go on and on about this. I know it's hard to do that about an EP, but if you are familiar with his earlier work, highly recommend checking this out. If you're not, I don't think it's the first album that you should dive into. I mentioned his ambient album earlier. That would probably be a great starting point for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, that's just, it's a brilliant album. It, it really is. Although I do not agree with uh, Pitchfork and them putting it number one of their IDM albums. Oh, that, wow. of course, goes to Boards of Canada for me. Boards of Canada was number two. Oh, of course. So. Yeah. Not, not that I'm sour or anything. No, no, not no, at no, all. No, no, no. no, the tone no. of your voice does not uh, portray <laughs> that at all. <laughs> so, and if you're unsure about whether you should check it out, at the very least, check out his music video for T69 Collapse, which has this seizure-inducing <laughs> music video. That's right. This music video couldn't even pass seizure tests uh, for, you know, like basically checking to see if this is something that could air on TV because it was supposed to air on, I think, Adult Swim, Mm. if I remember correctly, but couldn't because it didn't pass that test. Oh, boy. It is just a track that starts off stable, then gets really heavy and just goes haywire. And it's just, I don't know, it's just amazing to listen to. It's just nothing else quite like it sounds like the music video fits the style of the song it does it does and i also really appreciate the track first 44 the second track on here where he pretty much just heavily relies on kicks and claps and it's just got this great drum element to it and it sounds fantastic on vinyl like you were saying so i'm gonna wrap off and wrap everything up and get off into my final thoughts here so an EP is kind of a tough thing to grade because you want to be able to sit there and say, this is a must own it because every song is worthwhile. I do think, yes, this is a must own it for me, Mm -hmm. but I say that with the, the little, little asterisk at the end of that sentence just stating that like this is not a starting point it's not a starting point so if you are not familiar with his music do not start with this but yeah this i i can't stop listening to it yeah and anytime you can create an album that keeps me coming back this much and looking forward to it each and every single time and finding something new every single time and just really being absorbed into the music that's why this album is it gotta have it? Ooh, the top right. rating. That's right. That's right. I went there. I went there, and I don't care. <laughs> I am sticking by it. Dang. I am sticking by it. I absolutely think that man. The more I thought about it, and the more I listened to it, the more I realized, like, yes, this is a must-have for my collection. And I'm really glad I own it on vinyl. And whew, I can't talk enough good things about it. I don't have anything bad to say. That's why it's got to have. Yeah. That's why. Dang. 
Yeah. So, Adam, <laughs> do well, you agree? I kind of do, honestly. Oh, hey yeah. now. Well, I don't know, because you were saying, because I, originally I was going to say you own it, because it's definitely a great EP. But now that you're talking about, you know, it's only an EP, there's only five songs on it, in the context of all of it, it all flows together. So it's one of those, like, you can't just not have it, you know, kind of thing. And I think there's definitely a lot to it. And I need to definitely listen to more Aphex Twin. Yeah, And you do. get into more things and understand the big hype of all of this. But yeah, I would say it's a gotta have it too, honestly. I am glad to hear that. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I'm glad I could convince you. It's good. It's good. Fun noise. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not just noise, noise. No, 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 not in a bad way. Controlled noise. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Noise of the best kind. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is. It is a bit hot. It's a little toasty. I might turn on the fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about uh, Avex Twin has got us all hot and bothered. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, an album like that will do it to you. It's just you know. Mm. it's one of those kind of things where it's just it's so intense and i love it absolutely love it love it yeah i i know it sounds weird to give a gotta have it to an ep but really yeah there's there's no other rating that i could give it other than that love it absolutely love it hey hey you know what else i love is it a new splash ha well John, it's very appropriate we're doing uh, No Name today because uh, when, as of we're recording this, Spotify today has announced a beta testing functionality that mm. will allow artists to upload their music directly to streaming services. Whoa. And who knew but No Name was one of the artists, first artists invited to do that. So what? her new album was uh, uploaded directly by herself. Okay. There was no third-party company. So right now they're uh, releasing a beta version to a couple local artists and things like that, but it should be available sometime in the near future. Mind so blown. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, less, ha- which means maybe our podcast will get on Spotify faster uh, I know, now, right? <laughs> what the heck, Spotify? Come, Come on. on. Come on, brah. Or on everything else. Right. We should be on there too. Put us on. Put us, us on. on. One of us. One, one of us. us. Yeah. So I thought that was a perfectly timed uh, article there. That's really cool to hear. So if I'm understanding this correctly, it means that they bypass kind of like the... Traditional distributors or third-party gotcha. companies. So TuneCore, DistroKid, Stem. So you can just direct upload it. And you can set release dates. You'll get paid the same way, edit metadata, all that fun stuff. So does this take the studio out of the equation? Um, like it might like, um, like, so I guess what, what I'm trying to figure out is like, was her studio or whoever produced the album aware of her doing that? I, th- I think they knew. Okay. Yeah. They said that they invited a couple of artists. So they, um, no name, Michael Braun, uh, V via V I A A and hot shade. Never heard of those other artists. I haven't either, but no name is absolutely worth streaming. Yeah. So that's that's good to hear. So it I mean, it's great too because now you know it could turn. I don't want to say the next SoundCloud, but uh, you know there might be some opportunities. You for, know what? That's that's a good point. I didn't think about that, but you're right. This I'm telling you, when this happens, especially if Spotify is going to be paying you for the streams. Yeah. Uh, SoundCloud, you got you got to watch out a little bit. Yeah. You know, 
Hmm. I don't know if there's going to be um, an upload limit. It doesn't say anything about that. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds and some really cool music hopefully coming out of it. I wonder if that'll set some kind of new you know, standard of sort. I'm just glad that they're going to get paid for it. Yeah. That, that That's the big thing. That's always been the biggest complaint with streaming devices, with artists really not getting their share of plays, uh, their share of money from the plays that their songs get. Mm-hmm. So, interesting. Yeah. Very cool to hear. Very, very cool to hear. Well, last week we reviewed Eminem's latest album, Kamikaze, and we made a comment about how the cover of that album is in reference to Beastie Boys' License to Ill classic album from, I think that's probably the late 80s. Yeah, 86 is when that album came out. So anyway, it was, you know, obviously a direct reference to that with an airplane crashing. And turns out the Beastie Boys were not aware that Eminem was doing this. So I was wrong. I would have thought that he would have reached out to them, gotten permission, all that good stuff. Oh. But he did not ask them for permission whatsoever. Oh, great. Yeah. So apparently, in a quote from Mike D., one of the two surviving members of Beastie Boys, had said, quote, I got maybe 10 text messages, 20 text messages, and I'm like, why do I all of a sudden have 50 text messages? I better see what's going on. Everybody's forwarding me the album cover from like Twitter feed or whatever. So that's how we found out. End quote. So the reason I bring this up, because I'm I'm curious to see, one, if this is the last time we hear about this. Because as we mentioned in our previous episode as well, Beastie Boys are kind of infamous for not really wanting people to touch their intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if there's going to result in some kind of lawsuit of some sort or, and my second thought here is that does this mean ultimately that they have gotten kind of loose with it and that will we see this kind of trend happen more and more? Hmm. That's a good question. I feel like, Maybe they're getting looser with their stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, I... All right. I'm not saying the Beastie Boys didn't know about this Eminem thing, but someone knew on their yes. team. Someone someone on their legal team, I, I'm sure who the powers that be, whoever represents Eminem's creative department or whatever, mm-hmm. probably reached out to someone on the Beastie Boys team and said, hey, by the way, we're going to use your album cover, FYI. So I think there was probably some exchange. The Beastie Boys are probably not looped in because it would cause more of a bigger issue kind of thing, you know, but maybe they are just don't, not that they don't care anymore, but it's like at that point, it's like, what are we going to do? Like, we're going to tell Eminem not to use our thing. Yeah. And I feel like if they didn't like Eminem or what he represented or what he did, then they would probably have more beef. But also, too, I would love to see a Beastie Boys Eminem diss track. So let's cross (laughs) our fingers for that one. Yeah, apparently Eminem came back at Machine Gun Kelly and, you know, I don't I don't disagree with Eminem's importance in in rap, especially when he was in his prime. But why are there people that really are convinced that he's the greatest of all time? I don't consider Eminem the greatest of all time. No, not by a long shot. He's yeah. very good. Yeah. He's very talented. He does have the skill. I don't know, is he the best rapper in the whole world? Probably yeah. not, but he's still very... I mean, doesn't he hold the world record for the uh, most words in a song? 
Oh, he does? I, I, I think know. he might, I want to say. Mm. I always thought that was like an urban myth. But, but just because you can rap fast doesn't mean it's good. Yes, exactly. And I I feel like this kind of thing here is is interesting too because, look, I don't mean to keep on harping on Eminem here, but I think it also just kind of goes to show that like, if you're going to tout your own legacy, you need to tout the legacy of people who came before you. And if you're going to do that and that's going to be a tribute to them, I feel like you should also kind of recognize that too. Like, I think, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is that him putting out this cover referencing license to ill should have also had tied into something else that he would have done. Mm-hmm. He should have been like, yeah, it's a tribute to the Beastie Boys. They were really important to me growing up. But I don't think he's ever said anything like that. So I just kind of feel like... Also, too, the idea of kamikaze in a kamikaze plane, which is why he also did it. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I I don't think we're going to hear... this is. I don't think this is the last we've heard of this. Probably is, not. Is, is, is all I'm saying. And I'm very curious to see where it goes. And Beastie Boys actually have a uh, book coming out later on this year. Ooh. Excited about it. I think it's very expensive, though. It's like a huge book and got pop-up stuff in it. I don't know. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. So um, I have one more, uh, and then I'm going to be very, very brief with this one. But Weezer covered Blink-182. All right. right. (laughs) I'm getting – okay. The Africa song was cute. It was funny. But now all the radio stations, it's the only rock song they want to play. I'm getting annoyed with it. Yes. And it's it it's taken me a couple listens to really see wow, this is not good. No. The it's just so flat and emotionless when it yes. takes everything that the original song conveyed and just poops it out into a cookie cutter friendly pop song. So Yeah. No more Africa Weezer. I'm I'm done. We Weezer should not be covering all the small things. It Ugh. just does not work. Do they even play their own music anymore? Well, and and that's why that's why I'm kind of over this too, Adam. Like, focus on your own stuff. You you had that little moment with Toto. You each covered your own uh, your, the other songs. It's done now. Like, I don't need Blink One Eighty Two to cover Buddy Holly. I don't. Oh, need it. I don't. I need don't that. need. No it. one needs that. Nobody needs it. So, when John and I were first starting our podcasting, uh, one of our first episodes, well, first or first couple ones we have not released this one to the public uh but it was a it's in the vault it's in the vault we might release at one point but i made john play this game of have the red hot chili peppers cover this song <laughs> <laughs> and it's at a point he was like do they even play their own songs there must have been like 50 songs on that list i pulled up but yeah we could be doing the same thing with weezer yeah pretty much at this point uh, yeah no please please stop please stop weezer if you're listening, and I know you are, you sure are, Rivers. Stop. You guys are great live. I appreciate seeing you. I've seen you probably four times, but let's let's stop with the covers. Or if you do do covers, make them interesting. Yeah, and that and that's that's ultimately why I wanted to stop. If you do a cover of a song, you need to put your own mark on it. Yep, I you can't you can't just covers. Put, you can't just put auto tune and a couple keyboard effects. Exactly, <laughs> straight covers are for cover bands. You're not a cover band. Mm-hmm. Well, well I, I, <laughs> that's debatable. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Well, 
how about some music that we are enjoying? Some final, final grounds. Final grounds. We have too much fun sometimes, buddy. We have oh, too much fun. I'm, I'm so fun. <laughs> oh man oh, um man. really quick kurt vile and the violators are putting out a new album coming in october ish and he put a uh about a, was that a 10 minute song called uh back Asswards bass a- bass Ackwards. oh boy yeah and it's traditional kurt vile doing his kurt vile thing so if you're a fan of kurt vile and indie and folkish and rock and all that stuff Go check it out. All right. Yeah. All right. What, what about you, sir? What do you, what do you got? All right. Well, <laughs> I know. Surprise, surprise. John's all about the electronic music right now, but I can't help it. There's been a bunch of good electronic music that's been dropping, such as Shinichi Atobi. Uh, Atobi? Ah, sorry. I'm probably butchering it, but Atobi? Uh, Sin- Atobi, yeah. Yeah. Shinichi Atobi. I apologize, everybody. I'm really trying not to butcher it. So this is a Japanese electronic producer who in the past has kind of put out a bit more, uh, I would say, not aggressive techno, but a bit more of a grimier techno. And this new album has a bit more of a sunnier vibe to it. It's definitely very much a tropical house album from beginning to end and he does a great job of building in every single one of the songs starts out very simple keeps on building up on it change ups little, little flourishes piano what have you and it's just a very very strong album one that just contains like one earworm after another cool um oh man let's see what do i have here i'm looking i'm looking well, I'll go on to my next one yes, while you're still looking. Yep, I'm sorry. So, hey, it's, it's all right, buddy. It's all right. We, we're we pulling up our information on our iPhones, and sometimes phones just, you know, they they don't cooperate. I just discovered this new artist called Jens. So it's G-E-N-S, electronic artist who puts out some really good ambient techno. This is one of those kind of albums that I feel like could double as like a soundtrack to some like European spy thriller. And I've been really enjoying this record quite a lot. It's very, very easy to get lost in. I think it's a good work album too, meaning you listen to it while you work. <laughs> listen while you work. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't realize I did that until after I said it. You're Oh, it's all good. You you got me. You got me. Well, we are in Orlando, right? Yep, exactly. Um, I want to recommend a band called Low, their new album called Double yes. Negative. Yes, I yeah. haven't listened to all of it, but what I listened to is so good. Yes, it's great. Definitely check out that album. Do you think we should talk about it next week? Uh, we might have to. I'm not, I, I don't even know what's to. coming out next week. Uh, I don't know either, but I would love to talk to you about that album, sir. would love to. I'm familiar with some of their older stuff, but I haven't listened to them in a while. And what I listened to on this new album is so good. So completely agree. So, look at you, look at you, man. You, you, you and me on the same page always. All right. So for my final one, my third and final electronic artist, it's electronic artist called Daniel T. Really dig this electronic artist. B 
because he kind of uses sounds and samples and stuff like that that are almost kind of like I don't know if they're in another language or it's just pure gibberish. It's you don't recognize it. You don't know what's being said, but they work very, very well. And it's one of those kind of electronic artists where he uses different sounds to his benefit. And because he does that, I've been really, really enjoying it. Anytime electronic artists could move out of the realm of, you know, snares, kicks, and, you know, drum beats and all that kind of stuff, I'm always down for checking it out. And the album is called Heliotrope. Hmm. Heliotrope. All right. Um, is there anything else I have? I, I've i added a lot of artists. I just have not had a chance to listen to them yet. Um, I'm trying to find something that looks good here. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, losing my mind. Oh, John, John, Johnny, John, John, John. Um, Someone's just not prepared today. That's... That is correct. I okay. Here we go. This is the person I want to talk about. All right, I'm gonna. Someone had a little bit too much fun during Yom Kippur. Oh yeah, you know it. You know, <laughs> fasting all day. All right, Antargisi, Antargisio Vespucci. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. It is a. I think um, it's a couple of bands combined together, but they have a new album coming out. Um, they have a song out right now called White Noise, so highly check that out if you like some... Oh, it's uh, Chris Farron and Jeff Rosenstock. It's their side project. Uh-huh. So if you like kind of punk rock music and stuff like that, definitely check that out. But the song is called uh, White Noise. Nice. Very, very nice. You, I've actually checked out Jeff Rosenstock on your recommendation before. He is coming to, I think, the Beecham next year, so I'm very curious. Maybe I'll go to that show. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah. going to go to that show. Also Kurt Kurt Vile's going to be coming in March next yeah. year too, so. Nice. Maybe I'll check that one out too. Actually, I will cuz I want to go to it. <laughs> yeah, who who are you kidding? Yeah, Whenever you go. say I might go to a show, <laughs> it, you're it means I'm going. going to a show. Yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking yeah. of going to shows, um next week we are going to go see David Byrne. Cannot wait. At the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center, so I think we are going to have to do a Maybe a bonus episode to talk about that because uh, I think he just won in a magazine like probably best performance, like best show, yeah, of the year. So yeah, I'm I have been looking forward to this to a very long time, mm-hmm. and to see one of my favorite artists live. So, yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 right there with you. I'm very very excited to see him because of all the amazing stuff that he's done with live shows. Yes, but probably another show that in a way I'm kind of more excited for is the one that comes up the week after when we go see Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang Clan. Clan on their 20, was it 25th anniversary? Uh, yeah. Of Enter oh 36 Chambers. Oh my God. Yeah. It's going to be, that's <laughs> gonna, wait. it's going to be a riot. <laughs> Cannot wait. We're going with the big group too. So it's going to be a good time, man. Cannot good wait. Times. Boom, good boom, times. Boom, 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 boom. Good times. I don't even know the lyrics to that song. That's it. That's it. That, that, that's how it is. Oh, speaking of good times, um, so Cher is coming next year. Do you believe in love after love? And I think Niall Rogers is opening for her. Really? Yeah. So, Ooh. which makes me want to go even more now. I, yeah. Yeah. I kind of do too. Yeah. Maybe wifey and like my girly. Oh, <laughs> you, you don't just want it to be me and you? I mean, 
I know Carrie appreciates a good share song, and she's going to be doing Ava covers. So, oh, okay, we can right. we could do a date night, oh. double date night. Okay, we 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 we'll talk. We got okay. maybe we can work some co- just, some coffee beforehand or something. Just just a little bit disappointed, you know. We we hardly ever do anything anymore outside of the podcast. Oh yeah, we need to we need to work on that. It's been nuts, man. It 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 has been. I'm just Ugh. giving you a hard time. It's all good. <laughs> I just miss you, man. I I miss your touch. <laughs> I miss your saying. <laughs> oh man. Uh, oh, good stuff, buddy. Well, hey, I had a great time with you hey. here on another episode of Grounds for Discussion. Gotcha. Bye. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. No 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 flipping podcasts. No flipping. <laughs> Check out the back catalog. No no flipping. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.